I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Surrender so separately, Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit.
I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt. And alligators, uh-huh. you want to see the inside, huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place, play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, 80 Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections, some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately, fight the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing to protect my position. My corner, my layer, while we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
talk is me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leads. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, or milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch, any Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, I'll corner my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit. Man. Man, oh man. It's been a crazy week, bro. It's been a crazy week. Yes. Definitely. Same guy. Yeah, it's been a crazy fucking week. All around the fucking world, bro. All, all around the world, man. Professionally and personally, bro. Jesus Christ. The stupidity of some people. Just fucking gets me sometimes, man. But, uh, <clears throat> wow. Um, wow. Sometimes it seems like they're not playing with a full deck, bro. You know, <laughs> you know, man, 
I don't think so, bro. I don't think so, man. Sometimes I don't think... Sometimes I don't think some people are playing with a full deck, bro. Um, golly, boy. Well, yeah. here it is, bro. Here is the Friday episode. Here is the Friday episode where we are going to cover it. You guys know. You guys know what it is, bro. You guys already know. For the past two weeks, we've had a. For the past two weeks, we've had laundry lists. I would even say a month. There might have been a one-week break in between there. But the fucking... Golly, dude. The... Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for, bro? The, the fucking... Just encyclopedia of, of CM Punk drama we've had to uncover is nuts. Um... And wow. And here we are, bro. And we talked about it in, we talked about it on Monday. We talked about it on Monday a lot because I, I, I just, me, nor Sir K, nor you guys wanted to fucking talk about weekly television. Like CM Punk just didn't get fired a couple days ago. So obviously we wanted to talk about it. Um, dude, we're going to go over it all today uh we'll probably save it for the end because we have to start with the payback stuff and we also have like a fuck ton of news covering cm punk so payback we're gonna start you guys off with payback bro but just know it's brewing bro we have cm punk fired we got the official statement from aew we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about uh, a supposed altercation that happened with Mr. William Regal in AEW. We're going to talk about CM Punk wanting a WWE return earlier this year. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, his pitches for the return and what kind of what he wanted to do or in the ballpark of what he wanted to be doing um, for WrestleMania season. We have CM Punk and the Elite sitting down for a meeting. We also have a six-month clause, a uh, little side story, and we have a story about a legal letter that was sent to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So we're going to talk about all that, guys. We got all that for you guys, bro, and a bunch more stuff, man. We got news on uh, WWE contracts coming up, man. We got news on Ace Steel. We got news on LA Knight, uh, the merger, um max hbo max and aew uh drew mcintyre we got a bunch of stuff today here for you guys bro but before we get to this payback review or brief review of payback um we're gonna just start you guys off with the intro obviously man so what is it what is going on everybody we are back with yet again another edition of the notorious Hills podcast man and this is episode 178 78 um of the news man if this is your first time watching guys do not know who we uh how the show works rather um if you guys do not know how the show works every monday we're on here with notorious unscripted and every friday we are on here with the news at 4 p.m central man so if you guys did miss this past monday's edition of unscripted is cm punk wwe bound we talked about cm punk we talked about the possibility of uh, him going back to WWE, 
being after the news that we have today here today for you guys. Um, is CM Punk going back to WWE? Um, what what is going on? What is going on with CM Punk, bro? We talked about all we talked all about it. We talked about why the AEW run didn't work, and and ultimately why it, it all it had all the potential in the world to work, but for reasons mm-hmm. being, you know. Um, it didn't work. We talked about, you know, why we thought it didn't work and stuff like that, man. It was a great listen. So, um, yeah, if you guys did miss that, that is available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted, man. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills Podcast merchandise, you guys can now... Find this live on the merch shop, man. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, man. You have the Chicago flag design, the uncrowned kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired design, the base logo design, the best kept secret to the IWC, the Riddler inspired design, the notorious world order design. You have that in three versions, the Chicago flag version, like you see on your screen, the classic black and white and the Wolfpack red. So those three are available. Um, and all different styles, the Grand Slam design, the Scratch logo, and the only community that matters. All eight of these designs, plus more, available for you guys live on the merch shop. Again, that is bonfair.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. Also, if you guys have not got a chance to, or excuse me, um, if you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Sales Podcast, I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, bro? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just been uh just been chilling out, man. Been chilling out pretty normal. Pretty normal, man. Just normal ass week, man. Normal ass week besides when Phil Brooks, man, it's been a pretty pretty basic chill week, man. It really has been. But, um, like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family, man? Life's good, man. The family's good. Um, how's everybody doing in chat? I could see chat again now. I just reloaded. I didn't see any of the chats. So now I can see chat. So I can see who's here. Logan, Bill, Durante. How you guys doing, man? And what about you, bro? How are you guys? How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm good, dude. Um... Man, uh, yeah, just a crazy, crazy, crazy week, bro. Crazy week. Um, yeah, I uh, man, I I couldn't believe it, bro. I couldn't believe it, man. When when I could believe it when when he got fired, but I I I couldn't believe that Tony Khan. I couldn't believe that Tony Khan not only grew a set, but I could. I also couldn't believe that he did it that weekend. Crazy, fucking I, crazy. I thought he. I really thought he was gonna wait, if if anything, for the next week, this week to roll into to do it. But no, he did it day before. <laughs> man is man, man, man grew a pair, man. You like to see it. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So, yeah, man. But other than that, dude. Other than that, I'm doing great, great as always, man. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as Durant always asks, man. How's life? How's family? Life is good. Family's good. I'm good, Durante. What about you, Durante, Logan, Bell, Bobs? How's everybody doing, man? And thank you guys for being here as always, man. You know, as I was putting as I was putting this hoodie on today, 
uh, man, I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't help but think, bro. It's been two weeks, man. Oh yeah, damn, that's damn. crazy, man. Horrible, bro. Damn. I was, uh, what the fuck? I, I just, I was just watching a uh, retrospective of Ray Wyatt's career, um, last night on YouTube for some reason. And then when I woke up this morning, um, I was putting. Uh, you know, I put the hoodie on and I couldn't help but think it was last week for some reason. And then when it hit me that it was you. just two weeks ago, I was like, holy shit. But yeah, it's fucking wild, bro. That's wild. Um, Sucks, dude. But um, yeah, so... But other than that, man, I'm good. Other than that, I'm good, man. Um... Oh, wow. That's crazy, Bell. Well, we're in the midst of, like, my yeah, type of weather. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's starting to feel like fall, and I love it, man. I got yes. the windows open. Shit's nice as fuck. Dude, I love Sorry. it, Sorry. I hate the heat. Yeah, I, uh, I don't mind the heat as long as it's in, like, July or, like, June, because then it gives me, like, summer yeah. vibes, but, like... Once we start rolling into September or like the end of August, like I'm just kind of over the heat, you know. I oh, so bad. yeah, it, I it's it's I'm probably gonna sound like the biggest fucking weirdo when I say this, but like I as much as people like hate the weather in Chicago, like I love it, like I love how, it. how it's like. I, I know the weather is a little bipolar over here, bro, but, like, I just love, like, super hot in the summer and then, like, fucking freezing cold in the winter because then, like, you get that perfect mix in, like, spring and fall. Like, oh, man, it's just fucking amazing. I love it. I couldn't imagine living in a place where it's always the same weather. And it would just be weird. Like, it's always hot or it's always uh, yeah, cold. No. I, mean, I, think I, would that. I would. I genuinely would. Yeah, I would hate the hell out of that, too. All right, man. So, payback. Payback. Um. Uh. All right. Let's just talk about payback. It's probably gonna be a little brief, guys, because I mean, th this show wasn't necessarily my favorite WWE show. It yeah, it was nothing. It, it it it's exactly the reason as to why we don't do shows like this. The only show, the only C level show. That that I, you know, regret not doing a review on was Extreme Rules of last year because it was actually a really fucking good show. And then me and Sir K were like super hype after why it came back. So I think that would have made for a good review. But that's like the only fucking one I regret doing. All the other ones you've seen coming a mile ahead. So, you know, we did like Elimination oh, Chamber yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And this one just didn't. It didn't seem too big, and it, I mean, it wasn't, you know, the quality of the show wasn't bad, but, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of, you know, blow-over stuff anyway. So, the first match on the show was Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, and I don't know what everybody's talking about, that this was like some god-tier match. It was not, but it was their best work of the summer. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give them that. It was... Way better yeah. than anything they did all summer. So I can appreciate that. But people were talking about this match like it was some fucking five-star banger. 
No, it really, it really wasn't. It was, it was a good generic steel cage match where the feud is one person has a heater, so they have a steel cage match to keep them out. The person always comes in and in the middle and in the end of the match, and usually either helps the person win or fucks over the person they're trying to help. And literally, that happened. Generic steel cage match. Wasn't bad, but just generic steel cage match. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't really, it didn't really fucking rock my world too hard, you know, but, I mean, it, it, like I said, it was their best, it was their, it was definitely these two's best work of the summer, so I can appreciate that. Yo, what up, Razor, how's it going, bro? JB, it's JB, man. How you doing? Hey. So, um. What's up, man, how you doing? Yeah, so this was this was their best this was their best work of the summer for sure. But um uh yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. I believe it ended with a, a manhandle slam or something like that. After the match after the match, Trish uh, you know, pushed Zoe Stark around and Zoe gave her the Z three sixty and broke up with Trish Stratus. I'm a little upset that, you know, when they originally put Zoe Stark with, with Trish I was happy for Zoe because I, I thought, I mean, the pairing was, you know, anybody being with Trish, you know, sucked, but I'm, I'm glad I was, I was glad that they were making an attempt to get Zoe familiar with the main roster audience and fast forward two nights later. She just loses to Shayna Baszler on Monday Night Raw. So I really, I don't know if, you know, she failed them or, or I don't know if, you know, she didn't really perform how they wanted. I thought she did okay in her role. I mean, yes, Zoe does have her flaws. You know, she's a little uncharismatic and stuff like that. But like, I mean, she's a great in-ring wrestler and stuff, but I don't really know that this pairing necessarily worked out how they wanted it to and, and that sucks because i think zoe has a lot of potential but i really don't really think they're gonna move forward with her at all granted no exactly. yeah mm -hmm. gra granted i don't obviously i don't think she should have beat Shayna baszler because we're like let's let's be a hundred percent honest with ourselves like wwe is keeping rhea ripley and becky lynch apart from each other it's probably going to happen at WrestleMania, right? It's probably going to happen at WrestleMania. But if you're asking me, I would be using this time from September, well, really August, since Ronda beat, since Shayna beat Ronda. If you're asking me, I would use this time to fucking build up Shayna Baszler to WrestleMania and, and maybe be looking at her be the one to beat Rhea Ripley. But I don't even know if Becky Lynch will beat Rhea Ripley. I could see Becky putting her over. Um, but Shayna Baszler has not held women's championship gold. Women, well, the fucking tag titles don't count. So she hasn't held gold in the women's division and it's a crime. Um, so that's what I would be doing, but yeah, I don't know, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. It, the case of Zoe Stark really sucks. She really is a great talent. I think she has a lot of potential. Um, sadly, didn't do much for putting her with, um, Tristratus. I mean, got her some eyes, which is good, but 
second she went away, it's one of those things where, oh, the one we like went away, so let's just put her in, in random stuff, so that's gonna suck, man, but I think she she has all the potential in the world, she's gotta find her, her, you know, what the fuck did Cody say? He's talking about how some wrestlers, when they're young, find, find their thing, he took years to find his, a weird Cody quote. Yeah, you slowly. <laughs> so she just gotta find her thing like Cody didn't, and um, I think she'll be great, man. She, I think she's really good now. I think she'll be great, but um, sucks to see that there are kind and just, just a person on the roster now. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, yeah, this was this match, man. And like I said, I just have a, a feeling. I just have a. Be I mean, dude. And this is another reason why I would like Shayna to win the Royal Rumble because Shayna was robbed of a Royal Rumble spot the year 2020 when she lost to Charlotte. She ended up going on to win the Elimination Chamber, but I digress. She should have won the fucking Royal Rumble. But, you know, good old Charlotte didn't want to lose to fucking NXT talent, so that fucked her there. This year at WrestleMania, I could 100% see WWE going Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch, because like I said, they've been keeping them apart, and it just seems like the most WWE thing to do. Instead of, you know, giving giving some new women an opportunity, we're going to go with Becky Lynch, who's our star, and she is our cookie-cutter woman. We get it. And then the other, the other one is the worst fucking kept secret in, in WWE history, bro. They drafted Charlotte and Bianca to the same brand to give us the match that I don't really give a fuck to see. I don't know if you guys do, but I love I like Bianca. Charlotte's okay when she wants to be, but that's not all the time. Half the time we get fucking Charlotte matches that fucking suck. I, I and 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 the her stories are are just some of the most fucking ridiculous things. Um she she's she's not gotten any better on the mic. Like I said, she can give you a good match if she wants to, like we've seen at this year's Mania. Still probably one of the best women's matches out of the year when she wants to be. But other than that, it's just good old Charlotte just burying people and just having the most average matches humanly possible. Um, that's just me though. I don't know. No. Yeah, Charlotte. Charlotte's one of those weird cases where she could be really great if you got like a ringleader in with her and, and the story's yeah. there. But if if it's not the case, oh man, it's like watching fucking. Uh, dude, Andy I can't Morton. even think of it. It's like watching fucking. They they are similar in terms of they got it. The thing is, even when Orton's mid, at least he's funny. Or at least, you know, you can make fun of him for being boring when he's acting boring. But with Charlotte, when she's just weekly Charlotte, oh, dude, it's insufferable. Let's get off my TV shit, man. But, um, so I'm not excited for that possible match at all. I think that match is no. fucking horseshit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hope they don't go with that, but they will, man, for that side. So, you know, that's what we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, those two matches just see, just scream WWE to me, because, you know, the, the thing about uh, Shayna is they like her, but I don't know if they like her that much. That's the thing about Shayna is with Becky, no. 
She's a good hand. They know she's reliable. They know they know Becky's great. You know, and they do not like to take chances in that women's division, man. Once they find a couple women they like, those are going to be the only ones you fucking see. So, and and, and it's evident. So, yeah. Right. This exactly. match, yeah, like I said, this match was okay. It definitely was their best work of the year. And the crowd was super into it, so that added to the match as well. But, um, yeah, uh, but Becky wins, and then Trish Stratus gets her dodge. So, how was that? That was that, man, and that ended in 20 minutes. So the next match was the L.A. Knight versus The Miz match with John Cena as the special guest referee. This match was okay. It wasn't nothing too crazy. I like that the story was there, though. Um, I like that the story was there, and and this had this match had a really fucking good build, man. And it had a really good build. Um. And, 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 and therefore, you know, things uh, can actually be remembered instead of just having a great match with a shitty build and being done with it. Instead, this one had a great build with uh, with a decent match. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then people can, you know, go back and talk about it, unlike half of the things you see on Dynamite. But I digress. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> L.A. Knight, uh, L.A. Knight ends up um, getting the win here. Cena ended up making it, shoehorning himself to be the special guest referee. Um, uh, he 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 did have a segment in the show. Uh, he did have a segment in the show, man, where the Miz told him that he, um, the the Miz told him that he sucked. The Miz told him that he sucked as a show host. Cena asked what he can do. Uh, Miz said, uh, make those, make big decisions. So he made himself the, the, uh, special guest referee. Miz, when we're talking about being a show host and, and making big decisions, not really exactly what I would think being a special or making big decisions. My idea of a good show host would be putting the fucking security vest on, grabbing the first phone and going, checking people out the fucking door. All right. If I'm John Cena and, 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 you know, and I'm the host, I'm putting the fucking reflective vest on in the jorts. I'm grabbing a first phone and I'm scanning fucking credentials. Beep. Get the fuck out of the arena. You are not allowed. <laughs> That's what I would have Dude, been. I was like, Dude, I fucking hate you, bro. I was going to make the same fucking joke about being a host. I would have fucking been checking people at the door. God damn it. You know. Fucking film, dude. You know. Fucking. My idea of being a good host is going up to all the young talent and telling them, you know I can beat your ass, right? That's what I would have done. You know, um, going nose to nose with them. My idea of being a good show host is coming through the curtain and fucking lunging right at Triple H, bro. Just lunge at his ass. That's my idea of being a good host, man. You know, or or, or how about this? How about how about being in the locker room? Being in the locker room, and you fucking just go to one of the no names on the roster and you say we got a fucking problem you want to fucking step outside is that what you want to do don't tweet about my shit anymore that's what i would have said 
There you go, man. There you go. I, I feel that. That's what that's what the real host will do. Exactly. Man. Exactly. But um, I actually like the the Cena element. Um, I thought it was nice. Um, nice to see LA Knight in there with a guy like Cena, and you know, get that rub from him, man. So I thought I actually kind of kind of enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I think the match was good. I, I like what they did here, and I like how at the end, fucking, even though at the end I don't know why Cena took his shirt off at the end when they were on the stage, but you know, he shakes LA Knight's hand and puts his hand up, and that that was really awesome. I I. I like what they did here, man. I really did. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. Oh, man. I just want you guys to know, going into Survivor Series, I feel like WWE is going to get hijacked with CM Punk chance again. I just have a feeling. If they're getting hijacked in India already, oh, yeah, they're going to get hijacked in Chicago. Yes. We won't be chanting, though. I won't. GM fool. GM well, you know. Fool. I'll be chanting it, you know, because I just want WWE to have a good GM again. You know, I'm coming from a good place, you know. It would lessen Adam Pierce's job if you hired exactly Phil as the other show. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I didn't think about it. Plus, imagine. Yeah, exactly, bro. That was very neglectful of you. You got to think about the arena security here, bro. How easier their job is going to be, you know. I mean, exactly. They got, they, about they, that. They, got, they got the. He's a GM. He's security. He's fucking. He's a um, backstage really heater. Head, head of business. He's a backstage heater. Head of business. CEO. You know, he's running the shows, man. These are his. He's done it all, man. He can do it all, man. It's like he a. Man. He's truly a one man band. Exactly. And hey, maybe in WWE, he can add another thing to that. He can add. The chief content officer. Maybe he could be the chief that content officer of AEW or of WWE. Yeah. yeah, I could see him trying to take Paul to job, man. So I could see it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just I just know they're gonna get fucking hijacked, bro. I just know they're gonna get hijacked. But but like I said, like I said on Monday, me seeing him back in WWE. I wouldn't even mind it. As a matter of fact, after how the fucking AEW run went, I think WWE is is more um is is more of um I think WWE is more of the place for him at this point. Um yeah. So, I think so cuz when that bomb goes off, he, I think he's going to be the only one injured in that company. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Um and I, I really like how AEW was able to put on a show like that. Um, uh, sort of got AEW, oh, dude, this man, bro, I'm you saying, dude, that's why I want to see him back. You know, I, I need these CM Punk stories fucking oh. coming in, man. I'll be here for him. They feel that sort of God, man. They keep me going. Yes, seriously, bro. Um, so you know, AEW puts on a show like that, man, and, and I love to see it because it really proves that you don't need him to have a good show. 
you know, they've done it before. They could keep on doing it. So, yeah, I like this match. I mm-hmm. like the little standoff between L.A. Knight and John Cena at the end. And it was decent, man. And this one ended in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. So, the next match. The next match was Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory. I could not give a flying fuck about this match. And I'm sorry. Somebody's got to say it. Rey Mysterio is not a good faction leader, bro. He's just not. I'm sorry. Dude, it's fucking all Mysterio order. Like, the fuck? He's the only one they fucking talk about. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my god. I cannot imagine CM Punk lunging at Vince McMahon. If fucking Brock Lesnar threw a belt at Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's response was to call him an asshole, CM Punk has no... To call Brock an asshole when he's upset is wild. It's wild as fuck. So... Yeah. Get in Punk's face right now. Yes. He'll muff Punk. I would would pay money to see him muff CM Punk. Maybe maybe Vince is going to be telling Punk, Phil, you know I can beat your ass, right? You know that, right, Phil? I can 100 see him saying that, too. That's the best part. No, I can beat your ass, right? this <laughs> fuck. At this point, I mean, he might have a good chance with Phil. Maybe, bro. Maybe. So... So, yeah, I couldn't give a shit about this match. Um, nobody, nobody in this group gets any fucking shine. Maybe Santos a tiny, tiny bit, but yeah, Ray is just not a good faction leader, and it's just is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I and I also don't care about this. I did not care about this match. I don't even fucking remember it. Just pointless shit. I don't know. It feels like WWE is giving up on the Austin Theory project, which, I mean, it is what it is. And, yeah, man. So, yeah. So, that that's that. And this match ended in 9 minutes and 45 seconds. Thanks, man. Basically, probably the most pointless match on the card, man. Austin Theory versus Rey Mysterio. How, how boring can you get right now? Not much more boring. Um, so the next mat or the next thing, I guess, was the Grayson Waller effect. The Grayson Waller effect with Cody, dude. They didn't even let Cody get his. What do you guys want to talk about? They didn't even fucking let him do it, bro. Oh, no. Because this just so happened to be the same day that Punk got fired. I wonder what people wanted to talk about that day. I wonder. I was gonna. He was talking about to his old friends. Yeah, I I was. Um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, bro. Um, this this would have started your CM Punk chance a little bit early because I just have a fucking feeling. They're lucky they weren't in a place like fucking New York or Chicago or, or or one of those 
one of those smart towns. They're fucking lucky that they were not uh, oh, in, in one of those towns because I just know damn well. I know damn well that would have just started a fucking, oh, that would have started a shit ton of CM Punk chants, bro. I just know it would have. Oh, bro, you know it fucking would have. CM Punk, CM Punk, what am I saying? So, yeah, this was really no much more than, this was really no much more than um, uh, Grayson Waller, you know, talking to Cody, and then Cody ended up bringing out Jey Uso, and um, he ended up bringing out Jey Uso and saying that he was the newest member of the Raw roster. Um, so yeah, that was that was that. Yeah, a really cool moment, and um, good to see good to see what they're doing with the Usos, man. I really like what they've been doing and where they're going. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, the next match, easily, easily, easily match of the night. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Judgment Day. Finn Balor and Damian Priest for the undisputed tag team championships. (sighs) Dude, this one was fantastic. This one was just chaos. This one was fucking chaos, man. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens did like a little spot, like a uh, little, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey inspired spot where they threw them over, uh, they, they threw them over, um, normally where their bench would be. Um, and then they came out wearing the jerseys with the gloves on and they, you know, started fighting them and stuff like that. KO did a swanton, um, to, I think Dominic off the top of the tunnel in the crowd this was just a really fucking good match, man. This was really, um, this was a really good match. I really enjoyed this one. Very chaotic and um, one of the better tag team matches that WWE did all year, man. Yeah, this this one was fantastic. I, I really liked this one. Definitely, man. Definitely, a pay per view can always benefit from a great chaotic match, and this this did that job, man. And I really like it, man. I really like what they did with it. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So, yeah, this was um, yeah, this was really good, bro. This was really good. I believe this ended with Sami Zayn going to go for a haluva kick, and then he was hit with either a championship or a briefcase by Dominic, and then Finn rolled over and pinned Sami Zayn for the one, two, three, and the tag team title reign is over. Um, really yeah. upsetting. That, not that the rain is over, but what they did with the rain, I think the follow-up was incredibly disappointing, especially when you had so much you could have done with it. You could have, you know, Johnny Gargano was fine. Tommaso Ciampa eventually healed up a little bit after Mania. So, the fact that we didn't get DIY... Versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Blows my fucking mind. Uh, the fact that you had a team like Authors of Pain. Um, contra- you know, contracted your company. At one point you were looking at a Sanity Reunion, bro. You have the fucking LWO that you don't use. Like, there's so many teams 
that could have uh, made this reign a hell of a lot more memorable than it was. And that's all you did with it. DIY for me is the biggest crime. How you did not give us DIY versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens fucking blows mm -hmm. my mind. One best friend tag team versus the other man. It would have been perfect, and they didn't fucking do it. It's insane. Yeah, um, and WWE puts the titles on Judgment Day um, to have them draped in gold, I guess. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it is what it is. It's cool, but, like... I mean, we already see enough of the fucking Judgment Day, bro. Like, I... I don't know. Well, yeah, we the SmackDown and shit. It, it's they're doing too much of the Judgment Day. They really are. Yeah, like if you wanted, like you know, you shouldn't have started dissension in the group so early, or you shouldn't have started dissension in the group similar to the time that the Bloodline was do was you know in the midst of their stuff. You know, it it really exactly. it really comes off as just a fucking carbon copy of, of what you're of what you're doing on Friday. You're just trying to add that same breakup storyline intrigue to Monday. You know, I don't know. Exactly. So now they have the tag team championships and it's just to add to their story that they did not need because. Finn should have already had a vendetta with Damian Priest because of the World Heavyweight Championship stuff. I don't know why we needed to add, you know, them eventually losing the tag team championships to 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 that too. I I don't know. That's just me though, bro. But as far as the match, I loved it, man. I loved it. This was by far match of the night, and it was just a chaotic masterpiece, man. So very good. It really was, man. It really was. Yeah, and this one went 20 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, and, and the next match, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez. Raquel's getting another rematch because Dude. Dominic got involved here. What's up? Uh, dude, I don't give a fuck about the Veltzer star ratings, but the one from that match I heard about, and that shit killed me. That man rated that match a star, a 1.75 stars, a star and three quarters. I'm fucking dead. That's hilarious. Yeah, th this match. <laughs> that shit killed me, bro. Yeah, this match didn't really do it for me either. Um, Yeah, I, I, it was what it was. It, it went obnoxiously long, too, I felt. Um, And it wasn't even that long. Like, you know, in terms of, like, match length, it wasn't even, like, the longest thing ever, but it just went a little too fucking long for my liking, probably because the fact that what I was seeing was just boring me. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, this one went 17 minutes and 20 seconds with a Rhea Ripley victory via help from Dominic. So, yeah, that, I mean, that was that, man. This, yeah, like I said, this one was one I didn't really care for. No, not at all, personally. And then in the main event, Seth freaking Rollins versus Nakamura. It's another one that kind of went a little too long for me. I just wasn't really too big on this match, to be honest, bro. It was kind of... 
it was kind of just like those, it, it was kind of just like those, you know, those, those typical WWE main events where it's just like, just very slow pace and it kind of just kills the vibe before everybody leaves. This match just, I mean, it wasn't that fucking bad, but like, it's, I don't know, this one just didn't really float my boat. Um, the, the story, the storyline was good. I like that they had a storyline, but I genuinely just could not be more disintrigued with, with Shinsuke Nakamura at this stage of the game, bro. So yeah, I mean, this one was all right. But yeah, I mean, it didn't it, it was it didn't really jump off the book for me, man. It didn't really jump off the page. I mean, so yeah. No, same exactly. Um, yeah, kind of just was there, man. Don't really not you know on the Nakamura train anymore. Dude's kind of just there nowadays. So didn't really care all that much for the match. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think Nak went for a roll up. Yeah, I think it was a roll up, and then Seth would eventually roll back and uh, hit him with a curb stomp and retain the championship, man. So that was how this one ended, bro. And yeah, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. It just, you know, like I said, it just didn't really jump off the, just didn't really jump off the book for me, man. So or jump, I don't know why I keep saying it, it didn't really jump off the page for me. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. So yeah, that this one went <clears throat> this one went 26 minutes and 5 seconds. I would have liked if this was around like the 20 minute mark or like somewhere around there. Um yeah, but this one kind of just went a little too long and nothing much happened. So yeah, that was that, man. And that was payback, bro. That was payback. So yeah, that was everything we had uh that was hmm. that was payback. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't really their wasn't really their their best show that they've ever done. It kind of just happened, um, and yeah. So yeah, that was that was about it. Truly, man. Truly. Alrighty, man. Speaking of WWE, let's jump into some WWE news, man. Let's jump into some WWE news. All right, man. We have a bad sign. For WWE's relationship with Fox. PW Insider notes that Fox is canceling their out-of-character podcast. This will likely sign uh, this this will likely sign that talks are past the point where Fox is now cutting WWE ties. Fox is shutting down their out-of-character WWE podcast, which certainly would lead some to believe. That means that the WWE Fox relationship Fox relationship is starting to wind down. It was the uh, it was the only uh, ancillary Fox and WWE programming uh, in the recent months beyond random one hour weekend afternoon TV specials, none of which would appear uh, to be on the horizon. Thanks. Damn. Um yeah, it's crazy. They're canceling Ryan Satin's podcast, bro. All that ass kissing for nothing. For nothing. Dude's employed. That's why I don't get why he was kissing so much ass. Like, dude, you're employed by Fox. 
not even employed by this company. What are they going to do, fire you? They can't. But, um, yeah, they're cutting this podcast, man. You know, boo-hoo. Uh, who listened to it anyway? Now he's on Twitter shitting on WWE. Shit is hilarious, man. His business is, is so hilarious for the people that are in it. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, Fox is doing what we said Fox was going to do after the deal happened. Eventually, they were going to realize what they bought and not want it as much anymore. And look what's going on. They're, cutting, they're starting to cut shit, man. So we'll see if they renew up on Fox, man. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I see it. But um, this this was something. This was happening, and we were going to say it was. We were saying it was going to happen. Yes, we did. We said that a long fucking time ago, and here we are. Um, but, you know, what do we know? What do we know, bro? Um, so, yeah, that is that is the news on WWE's relationship with Fox and more WWE news. The WWE and UFC TKO merger is set to be completed next week. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported in a tweet that WWE CEO Nick Khan informed WWE staff that the UFC-WWE merger under the TKO group holdings would be finalized on Tuesday, September 12th. September 12th, bro. Yeah, man. Um, he says, WWE all staff uh, message from Nick Khan says UFC and WWE merger under TKO group holdings will be completed next Tuesday, September 12th. Expect a press release soon. I'm very happy for, I am very happy for Triple H because this man I believe Kevin Nash said on his podcast that whenever he asked Triple H about the merger, Triple H's response is, I just want this to be fucking over already. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah, because I I mean, I'm sure that limits. Um, who they can sign and stuff like that and, and all that kind of, all those kind of corks. So I'm sure it's incredibly fucking annoying. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally agree, Logan. Um, if, if both are on USA, um, you know, fucking, if both of the shows are on the same network, then we won't get this. Well, they have to have one star, so they have to get another, or else it's going to piss them off. And it's just like, it's it's annoying. So I don't care where they fucking go, but I would rather them on the same network. Definitely, definitely, man, truly. Um, yeah, man, and this, this, this merger looking to happen, man, it, next week looks to be Tuesday. And I'm excited, man, we'll finally know what this company's going to evolve into and what's changing and what's not and how it looks for the landscape. So I, I can't wait to talk about that when it, yeah, when it yeah. happens and we see, yeah, we see the fired. results. Oh, dude, I can't wait to see that. I, they already got rid of one. So, or it looks like they're getting rid of one or getting ready to. So that's interesting. They are. 
Gable Stevenson. I thought I sent it to you. Ah, but, yes, um, yes, we do have to talk time. about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess going right into that. Um. Gable Stevenson. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Gable Stevenson has been removed from WWE from the WWE NXT roster. Eh, I wasn't too crazy on him. I wasn't too crazy on him. Um Yeah, I mean when somebody comes in when somebody comes in and you immediately tout them as the next Kurt Angle. Motherfucker, you clearly don't know how good Kurt Angle was. Because there will not be another Kurt Angle. And then he proceeded to fucking do nothing. And you wanted to put him... You wanted to put him on your show with no wrestling experience. Draft him to Monday Night Raw and he didn't even start training yet. Can you let him evolve into a good wrestler first? Like you did Kurt? So you don't just throw him out there with no fucking experience? I, I don't know, man. This case is crazy, bro. They tell that man it's the next, the next angle. Like, dude, you're not even going to be Kurt Angle, let alone you can never, ever be Perk Angle. You can never be that, man. I hate to break it to him. But, um... Yeah, I, even, I remember even in the middle of his training, I, I, we would always hear that his training was going bad because he just wasn't that good in the ring. And his stint in NXT proved him, man. So, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So, yeah, Gable Stevenson's gone, and I can't really say I uh, lost too much sleep over it, man. So, yeah. Um, we have news on more, we have news on more, uh, WWE contracts, several top WWE stars contracts are up for renewal. According to WWE Insider, BWE, it was reported that many top contracts are up for renewal including the likes of Imperium, Seth Rollins, LA Knight, The Miz, and NXT Superstars, the Better Wrestling Experience X account uh, fired off the following uh, tweet. LA Knight, Imperium, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, The Miz, and NXT talents are all up for new contracts. Few are approved so far. Interesting, man. It's really interesting. Yeah, it is, bro. It is. Um, a lot of these guys I see say I see staying. A lot of these guys I see staying, man. And um, we actually have some news on one of them. Seth is very interesting. Uh, Seth is very interesting that his contract is coming up. That is, man. That is because uh, I don't know. For a while, I've seen him as, as one that could very possibly leave. But if they keep the championship on him, they might have. It might have timed this perfectly to see where he stays, man. Definitely. Definitely, bro. Um, so, LA Knight. WWE 
is talking to L.A. Knight about a long-term contract. According to PW Insider, negotiations for a long-term uh, negotiations for a long-term contract between L.A. Knight and WWE officials are either nearing completion or have already concluded. Some sources suggest his contract could extend for up to five years. Despite Knight's existing success, it is widely reported that WWE officials are waiting for the right moment to fully commit to a significant push. The recent report indicates that securing the long-term contract was a crucial step before advancing with the push. So now we see why they didn't fucking push them. At least at least one mm. of the reasons. Because oh, they didn't yeah, want him to get over and then have him fucking walk right out of the company. No, exactly. When contracts come up WWE, they always do two things. Either they, they do the opposite of a push, kind of just leave you stagnant to um, make sure you know, you're know you not too big if you leave. Or they go crazy with you to make you want to keep working there. And for Millie Knight, of course, they did the fucking the, the ladder, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So Russell votes. Um, Russell votes reported that WWE updated its internal talent board after payback with LA Knight being listed as the top babyface star on SmackDown. And according to PW Insider, the current plans entail positioning Knight as one of the babyfaces on the blue brand, if not the top babyface. And then Cody's gonna go over there, and it's gonna fuck everything all up. So, it, oh, you fucking know it. Yeah, dude. No matter where Cody puts himself, he's always got the opportunity to be absolutely hated because he just be taking spots, and it's like it's not his fault. It's just circumstance, and it always bites him in the ass. It does, bro. It does. But the one thing that's good about that is, um, I I, I don't think uh, the one thing. Um, the one thing that's good about that is, um, LA Knight's not winning the Universal Championship anyway, so, which is why, which is why I really don't understand why they didn't send him to Monday Night Raw, but away from Roman so he can actually go for a World Championship, because... Well, putting the U.S. title on him, I just feel that's WWE's way of being like, oh, all right, we don't believe in you enough to put a world championship on you, but we'll give you this, and that's all we'll give you. Take it or leave it. Exactly. Exactly, man. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. But, um, yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, but I'm glad I'm glad that LA Knight uh is possibly re-upping on a big um on a big um uh extension. He deserves it. And um Yeah, I see LA Knight staying, Imperium staying. Drew's another interesting one. Drew's another interesting one, man. Um and 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 and, and Seth is interesting too. I think Seth stays, but I but the reason to me that's interesting is because I just really wonder what would have happened 
had no world champion, no world heavyweight championship been created, I wonder. I think he might. I have a feeling he would have went out. Would have went elsewhere, man. Mm-hmm. But um, especially with Philly Phil man, gone. Interesting. And what about with how many people is that gonna? How many people is Philly Phil gonna irk coming back to WWE? Dude, like I said, the second Batman got released, when he when he comes to WWE, he either takes Cody's spot and faces Roman. Or he takes Seth's spot and takes that championship from him. And either way, both parties would be very angry. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like him coming here is going to piss some people off, man. And that might open the door for some talents to, to go elsewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So, uh, Miz is obviously a lock. And I wonder which NXT talents have their contracts coming up. I wonder. I wonder, man. I hope. I hope for NXT that means they might be coming up soon if they're like bigger names because they're going to get some main roster contracts instead. Definitely, bro. Definitely. And if I, I, if I, a lot of those people up. That's what I was going to say. If I'm Tyler Bate or Dragonoff or one of those guys, I'm not taking another NXT deal. I'm not. I'm taking a main roster contract or I'm leaving because. They have been stuck in NXT since uh, for literally like five or six fucking years, bro. Like, what the fuck are we doing? <sighs> I literally, don't I don't know, man. I don't know. So, speaking of uh, some of these other people's deals, uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, man. Oh boy. Alrighty. So when asking uh WWE sources if they if they had heard any movement on Drew McIntyre signing a new deal, it was said that WWE had mainly been focused on finalizing their deal with Endeavor, the acquisition uh oh uh WWE had been mostly focused on finalizing the Endeavor WWE acquisition, so there hadn't been much, if any, movement. It was also noted that WWE had not um, that WWE had not rushed to lock McIntyre into a new deal, as they had time to work on it. With one source noting, McIntyre taking time off earlier this year had. Uh, had added additional time to his contract. McIntyre is locked in to his current WWE contract until around WrestleMania 40. Maybe all in Wembley 2024. We could see him. Because Drew was just on an interview recently and he said, quote unquote, I don't plan to be anywhere else. That's as much as I could give when asked about his contract status. So I don't know if he's just capping. I don't know if he just means like right then and now. But I don't know, man. I think the Drew situation is, pro- is definitely the most interesting out of all of them. I think out of any of them that are likely to go, I think Drew would be the most. And um, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. We could see him at all in next year. Um, that would be really awesome. But we'll see how this year goes for him, man. And if they really like put that world championship care into him again. 
Definitely, bro. Definitely. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's interesting because on one hand, it's like, okay. But on the other hand, you really can never believe professional wrestlers. You just can't when they, you know, say that kind of shit. So it's interesting. It's interesting because... I don't know, man. That's not that that's that's not what we heard. That's not what we heard. And if I can recall, Drew said there was smoke to those fires um, on those stories that he was not happy with his creative. So unless unless they laid something down crazy for him, then then I don't know, man. But I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely really interesting. It's definitely really interesting to see where to see where we go with all this stuff, bro. Cause, yeah, yeah, Drew, Drew's in Drew's an interesting case. Cause I could I could really see him staying, and I could really see him leaving too. I really can, man. I really can. So, I believe that was all the news we have. For WWE, man, I believe that was all the WWE news we have for uh, for you guys today. So moving on to the abundance of AEW news we have. Um, to start you guys off with the saddest news that um ever graced Earth, Sunny Kiss leaves AEW. After contract expiration. Man, what what a loss, man. What a loss. I mean, Tony Khan was talking about Sunny Kiss in because somebody asked him why, you know, the contract wasn't renewed. And he say he was saying it in the media scrum can't can't resign any everybody. Gotta let some people go. They're a great talent. And he said he hopes to resign one day, but that that can't have everybody, man. And I hope he, I hope that sticks with him, man. I hope that he keeps that up with a lot of people. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, some of these people, the the fact that they're employed to your company is just fucking berserk. Um, but Sunny Kiss leaves AEW, man. Uh, you know it's crazy because in the beginning of Chris Jericho's reign. It was when he went to work with either Darby Allen or Jungle Boy. It was one of the two. Jericho actually pitched Sonny Kiss to work with because he thought that he could have been, you know, a rising star in AEW. And that was when, you know, Jericho was holding fucking their weekly television deal on his back and fucking carrying that shit and trying to build as much new stars as, as he can. Um, But... Man, man, it, 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 it's uh, it's it's crazy. Sunny Kiss, um, Sunny Kiss was just never my kind of cup of tea. Um, the amount of just twerking that was going on in the ring just didn't really fucking float my boat. But it's insane that there were opportunities like that for him. Like it, it, it's insane. Uh, but I guess Tony Khan didn't like him enough. And if you didn't like him enough, you should have fucking asked him sooner. Uh, but he's gone, and yeah, I wish him the best. So, truly, truly, man, I really do. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, 
So, after Sonny Kiss is let go, we have somebody that has re-signed with AEW. And that is the GOAT, Christian Cage. Christian Cage has even said before, AEW is where he's going to end his career. I love it. He says, during last night's all-out media, uh, well, last Sunday's all-out media scrum, Christian Cage confirmed that he has signed a new, and I quote, big fat contract with AEW. Christian, man, I love that guy. Oh my god, 20, oh yeah, 20, <laughs> he did come in 2020, right? Or was it 2021? Yeah. No, wait. I think it was No, it was, yeah, it was 2021. It was, it was 2021. Damn, he only signed a two-year deal? Mm-hmm. Well, he could have signed a three, but Tony just signed him to, like, an extra extension. Well... That's good. That's good for Christian Cage. And I'm going to be 100% honest, bro. This is probably my favorite run of of Christian. I fucking love this Christian Cage. This man is an absolute fucking menace in every sense of the word. And I fucking love it. I fucking love it, man. It's beautiful. Truly, bro. Truly, I really like how they do it. I like how he does it. And this, that, that man is just hilarious. He's a gem. He really is, bro. He really is. So I'm glad that he has signed with All Elite Wrestling, man. Um, AEW on Max. So according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, sources outside of AEW have confirmed that the... Uh, the hoped idea was for AEW All-In to air on Max. The reason it ended up on pay-per-view is because the technology wasn't ready at the time and the decision had to be made one way or the other. So, let me get this straight. So, Peacock has the technology to run a lot to live stream pay per view, but HBO Max does not. What? Like, uh, I don't get it, dog. I don't get how they come about the technology. Yes, it does. It exists. Just fucking, just use that technology, bro. Just you literally just have to reskin it. At this point, I don't just give it a, a, your own logo. That's all you have to do, man. But um, at least this is a, this has been confirmation that they're that, that they're doing this, and um, I hope it could just it just could just be here soon. We've been waiting since the fucking company was invented, so let's let's just finally get get the fucking ball rolling on it. The and fucking... another thing, I hope with it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, the fucking technology was... The fucking technology was not ready in time. What kind of fucking excuse is that? And another thing with TK that I could see him doing, which would really piss me off, is only putting 
you know, pay-per-views on, like, Max to, to watch for, you know, for free, or at least for something simpler. Ooh, I have a feeling that he might only do that for, like, the all-in level pay-per-views. I could totally see him doing that, and that would piss me off insanely. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I don't know how long you need to fucking do this, but, dude, I'm tired of this fucking... I'm I'm just I'm so tired of this fucking old school pay-per-view method, bro. I'm sick and tired of it, dude. It fucking okay. sucks. A horrible system. It really is. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. So, so, yeah, man. Okay. All right. There it goes. It's time. It's time, bro. Okay. So let's start you guys off with the official statement that AEW gave us six days ago. Statement from All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan. All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause. Effective immediately, the termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All-In London on Sunday, August 27th. The following investigation, uh, or following the investigation, the discipline committee, or the elite, met later and con- and and convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause offered uh to Khan offered the following statement Phil Philip played an important role with AEW and I thank him for his contributions of checking the doors uh, the termination of his AEW contracts with uh, with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't. Uh, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I'm making the decision in the best interests of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. Our talent, staff. Venue operations, even though CM Punk was venue operations, and many others whose efforts are unsung but uns- uh, but essential to bring our fans great shows on television and at arenas, stadiums, and stadiums throughout the world. So this would lead. I know you love my version of that fucking of that press release better, but um, oh yeah, but uh, um. So then this would come with Tony Khan stepping out on stage at Collision and letting the fans know, uh, sitting there on a steel chair, um, like a sad little boy, um, talking about how this was such a hard decision. And um, and, and then there was a, the address, uh, the addressing of it at the top of the hour, bro. Uh, at the top of Collision, he started the show with a... He started the show. He started the show with a statement that said, you know, 
he endangered the lives of many people that had nothing to do with it. And he, in 30 years of going to wrestling shows, has never felt that his safety uh, and his life have been in danger at a wrestling show. Um, and I got to say, go doing that, he could have waited this week. He could have waited for the mm-hmm. next week. He could have let this drag on as long as he possibly could. The fact that he went out there and addressed it live on television and then, I know, I don't know why I keep fucking yawning. The fact that he addressed it live on television and then went out there in front of the live Chicago crowd, we were at all out. He did not come out there at all. And Mm -hmm. Tony, they may be mad at you. They might fucking want to shout at you and tell you to shut the fuck up. We are not only CM Punk fans, but we are from Chicago. And we I absolutely stand with this decision wholeheartedly. It was the right thing to do. And I don't give a fuck. I don't care how much money he made for the company. You cannot lunge at your boss. Try doing that at work. Try doing that at your at your job that you work and see where that fucking gets you. You're going to get fired. It is, that's how a job works. You can't lunge at the person in charge. And, dude, the money part is just pissing me off so much. Oh, it does. It's like, oh, you, you could have made so much money if, if the elite would have done this or would have made so much money if they kept them. There is no amount of money. That is worth shaking up your whole company into wanting damn near half the fucking people to leave. Then you're just losing money at that point because your company is less. And, you know, I've been always talking about people leaving that good thing. No, this would be the starters of the company left would be leaving. You don't want that shit. You don't want that shit. No man that can bring in no amount of money is worth an entire company. I hate to break it. To the CM Punny. I hate to break it to the CM Punk marks. That's just how it is. It's literally just how it is. It's business. He, all, their argument is business, but his firing is business. That's what's best for business. The only thing that anybody should be ashamed of, and all of or the only thing that all of them should be ashamed of, in, in my eyes, is the fact that us as fans were robbed. We were fucking robbed clean of things that you should have did for the fans, but nobody wanted to fucking do the shit because nobody wanted to put their egos to the side. And they're all fucking guilty of it. I don't care. They're all fucking guilty of it. And now look what you did. You robbed the fucking fans of truly good shit because nobody could fucking keep them keep their hands to themselves and fucking put their egos to the goddamn side they're all guilty of it the bucks kenny hangman punk mjf all these guys all these guys well i mean i guess kind of mjf he fucking no sold them all this shit we were fucking robbed of clean the trilogy of fucking CM Punk and MJF robbed clean Kenny Omega and fucking CM Punk as a singles match robbed clean of another hangman match CMFTR versus the elite CMFTR 
and, and a mystery guy versus the four members of the elite. Us as fans, that's the only thing anybody should be fucking ashamed of in terms to make your company bigger. Um, but nobody wanted to do it because nobody wanted to put their fucking egos to the side and, and do this shit. And again, they're all fucking guilty of it here. I'm not just, I'm not singling out punk. What I will single out punk for is lunging at your boss. You just can't fucking do it, bro. Do not bite the hand that fucking feeds you. And you bit the fucking hand that feeds you. And it, it I mean, it, it is what it is. I don't give a shit how much fucking money he made for the company. He's here. Nobody wants to, if nobody wants to do business, why the fuck did he come back? If, 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 if nobody is mature enough to do business, then why the fuck is he back? Why? It made no sense from the jump. It made no sense. If nobody wanted to do business and look at Bucks wanted to put in six, six month clause. I don't give a shit. We got all in coming up. You're going to work with the fucking guy because I said so. And that, and, and if I'm Tony Khan. And if not, then then we don't fucking bring him back because it's pointless and we know what fans are going to want. What did the what did anybody do at all in that had any kind of fucking significance? Maybe minus the Young Bucks and FTR. We got a sloppy ass opener and a fucking eight man that nobody gave a fuck about. No, exactly. Because you couldn't put your egos to the side. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What are you saying? Oh no, you're good, you're good. Well, side thing, people praise that fucking last punk match in AEW. I didn't pay attention to that match at all. I thought it was pretty sloppy. I didn't care for it. But um it's it's everybody's fault. Punks, elites, Tony Cons. So many decisions throughout all of this process was everybody's fault. And it and it happened to this and yeah. We should. I don't give a fuck about how much money they made. You know what I give a fuck about? Not getting the shit I wanted to see with CM Punk. That that's what I'm mad about. I never exactly. I never see Christian reenact the bitching and bitching fucking segment. Oh my we can god. Never... Oh like no. Dude, it would have been so perfect with fucking the current CM Punk dude. It would have been fucking gold, man. Like there's so much shit we are fucking robbed of. Because of egos and, and selfishness and people trying to make shit work that's not going to work, man. And people not willing to work. It, it's a million problems and it all fucking culminated in Phil Brooks lunging at, at the CEO of the company, man. And that's what got him fired. And good on Tony Khan, man. He made a lot of wrong decisions leading up to this, man. Leading up to this, made a lot of wrong decisions. But I think in the end, he finally made the right one. And it's what Punk wanted. And if you want out, then leave. That That's what we've been saying exactly. to TK that he could do for months now. Since the fucking Andrade and Sammy Guevara shit happened. If they don't want to be here, let them go. It's that fucking simple, man. Yes. And it sucks, dude. It does suck. CM Punk is gone, man. It's gone from, from AEW. Um... At least we got the moment of um, his return, man, and all all the subsequent moments up until Brawl Out. Which, you know what, in the worst way possible, that's a moment of itself, man. That'll forever live in history as fucking Brawl Out. Um, we did get to witness modern, you know, horrible wrestling history, which, in a way, is fun. I mean, we get to look back and laugh at the fact that they really brawled for legit-ass brawled backstage. Motherfuckers were biting people and shit. In a way, 
it, we do get a piece of history out of it, but we get the wrong piece of history. We should be getting great history, not fucking people fighting. But people fought, and, and, it, and it ended. Hopefully, this is the fucking end. Um, and hopefully everybody can move on from this shit. And it sucks. Um, and it blows, man. It blows. But hopefully this problem has ended, man. It is insane to me that this didn't work out because it just seemed like the perfect fit. And again, if nobody wanted to do business, we shouldn't have fucking brought him back in the first place because you had your buddy go on his podcast and say, oh, Punk wants another chance. Punk wants another chance. He wants to do good for the business. He wants to do good for the business. If these other guys aren't going to work with him and do good business, then this just isn't going to fucking work. And he shouldn't have fucking did that. Uh, and, and he shouldn't have fucking came back if, if if the man was just trying to fucking get fired anyway. I believe when he was out, he maybe wanted to come back. But once he came back and found out that nobody really wanted to fucking work with him other than this small crop of collision guys, I think he wanted to, I think he wanted to fucking get fired again. And at that point, why just why not just quit before any other black eyes to your AEW run happen? And what happened? More black eyes to the AEW run, more fights. What I will hold Philip accountable for is fucking dude, again, you don't lunge, lunge at your fucking boss. You don't lunge at your boss. And all these backstage incidents with Jack Perry, I'm sorry. I know you're a locker room leader. And is that things you should have been doing as locker room leader? Sure it is. But the way things go in AEW, just shut the fuck up. Because clearly nobody's ego can handle the shit. No, exactly. This and person's ego and, can't be told no. Yes, and your ego can't be, can't be fucking, uh, can't be told no, apparently. So just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. Exactly. I know you want to be a locker room leader, but locker room lead in a different way. What about when he first came into AEW and they said he kept his dressing room door open? Why not just do stuff like that? Why not? That's what people, people take the idea of a locker room leader and they think it just means boss everybody around. It just means be there to help. This person needs advice on this. All right, I got you. This person asked this. I got you. Maybe this person um, needs help talking to this person in management. You know, I'm more up on the card. I might be able to talk to him for you. That is what a locker room leader does. A locker room leader doesn't fucking get a first phone and check people at the fucking door. He doesn't get told to be, hey, go tell him no with, with this segment that he really wants to do. Should he have done the fucking segment with the class? Fuck no. Should CM Punk have been told to be the guy to do it? Fuck no. It's it's like if, what are you going on here? If he's defy if Jack Perry is defying management and he's throwing a fucking hissy fit, somebody go tell Tony Khan. Why are we telling CM Punk? Why is Punk getting involved? He's defying management. So let management deal with the shit. Exactly. It's not your problem. And if management can't deal with it, let him use what the fuck the glass you want to use. Let him get hurt, and that's on him. And he learned his fucking lesson. The f like I don't understand any of this, dude. As a fan of the AEW product, it pisses me off. Exactly, dude. Exactly. This past fucking year has just been a fucking big negative stint in this company, 
and it's everybody's fault, man. And as a viewer, I have suffered because of this. The company that kept me a wrestling fan, fucking, is some of the worst shit I've seen for for a year, and it, it's horrible to say that. I don't know. This was never. This was never going to work. The moment. He wanted to come back, and nobody wanted to work with him. Like I said, I feel he was under the assumption, I'm going to come back, and we might be able to do some good stuff. But the moment he found out that nobody wanted to fucking work with him like that, I think he just wanted to get fucking fired again. I think he wanted to get fired again, and he got what he wanted, and I really think he was trying to just push Tony Khan to see how far he can go with this. And I'm fucking sorry that he made a ton of money. It's just not worth your company. You cannot have a guy running around doing whatever he wants and fucking not getting fired for it. Because then guess what everybody else is going to fucking do? Guess what all the other main event level names are going to do? They're going to do exactly what the fuck they want to do because they know they won't get fired. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. You know, CM Punk is worth all this money, blah, blah, blah. Damn near anybody on your roster can be worth that amount of money if you put in the stock in them and book them and tell stories with them and give them a presentation. Literally half of that fucking roster can make that CM Punk money. So, what the fuck's the problem here? They survived before CM Punk and they'll fucking survive after. It just sucks as a viewer. That CM Punk is no longer in your company on television. That's what sucks. I don't know, Fuck man. No. I don't know. It, so, CM Punk, bro. So, after this... So after said, yes, very well said, Bell. Very well oh, said. Yeah. She says, let's be honest. Let's not act like Punk will be acting the same in WWE if he goes back because they won't deal with his bullshit. Not to mention, if I'm WWE, I'm giving him a six-month contract, and if he behaves, he may get an extension of another six months or at the end of six months. Absolutely. I feel like that might be the only way to go for him. Or I could see WWE just giving him a big deal because they know they will cut that man at any point in time. It's the thing. I could see them just being, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we normally do with people with you. And if you try to do the shit you pulled, you know, deuces. And yeah. he might try to at some point and, he, and he's either going to get in trouble or just straight booted, man. So either way. I feel like he will end up doing, you know, CM Punk, Phil Brooks stuff. And at the end of the day, it's not like it's not like in AEW. He's not going to come back. They're going to try again. They're going to separate people from him because they're just going to get rid of the problem. If he is causing problems when he goes back, which it, it, it is Phil Brooks, he might. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. So... Yeah, well, in terms of his spot on Collision, I also forgot to mention, it looks like that might be going to Brian Danielson because it looks like he's going to be a, a Collision a collision guy. And it is good. Yeah. That's good. I like to hear that, man. Brian, he's, he's one of the goats. Now, to also mention, uh, it literally just dropped that it uh, looks like Thunder Rosa is uh, making a return uh, anytime. And, I can, and she's literally on the intro to Collision, and she hasn't even been on the show. She's definitely no. going to be away from Britt Baker, for sure. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was doing it. You talk about even more AEW drama. Might not be as intense, but oh boy, is that one there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So... So that's the that's the whole news on Punk getting fired. That is the whole news on CM Punk getting fired, bro. And that's that's my take on it from every perspective. Um from every perspective, man. So yeah. So that's that's uh yeah, from a fan's perspective, it's annoying and it's upsetting. But from a money perspective or from a money and a business perspective, you it doesn't it does not fucking matter how much money this guy is worth you cannot walk around somebody else's company um and and fucking do whatever you want you can't exactly that's not how fucking anything works dude it's really not you can't and it's like and again they're not complete and uh, he's not completely guilty the fact that the young bucks those are my goat tag team by the way are doing a fucking victory lap the same day he got fired. I mean, come on, bro. Come on. Shut up. Honestly, it's done. The guy's fucking fired. It clearly... Yay, let's do a victory lap. Do we rob the fucking fans of some great shit? Yay. What What are we doing, bro? It really is. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yes, sure. Did he lift a did he lift a black cloud over AEW? Yes. Can we just shut up about it? Now that we fucking this, now that everybody got what they wanted cuz nobody wanted to work together and do things for the fans, which I don't care what anybody said, it would have been great fucking shit, man. Cuz his yeah, first man. year in AEW was great shit. So you mean to tell me that work with the Elite and Kenny Omega wouldn't have been good shit? Come on, bro. We were robbed. Exactly, dude. Exactly. We really were, man. And that that's what I care about. Now, like you said, a black cloud has been lifted. Good. Just embrace it and never... This is one of those situations where never bringing the guy up, unless you're talking about, like, the accomplishments on TV, yeah. is the best course of action. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, immediately after this news, literally while we were at All Out, my great friend Sir K taps my shoulder and he says, Punk got into a backstage altercation with William Regal. <laughs> I said, oh, bro. What do you do? To Sir William Regal, bro. It's William Regal, bro. Just let the man be. <laughs> Dude. So according to Bodyslam.net, when William Regal made his AEW debut at Revolution last year, CM Punk refused to shake his hand and then got in Regal's face and told him he did not like him and he was a stooge for Triple H. This is the kind of shit that pisses me off about Philip. And this is why. And this this right here is exactly why no amount of money. It, and, and, you know, being that CM Punk was unofficially running the company. 
this is probably why triple uh this is probably why Tony Khan never put him in a position of power because and it's also insane if you have to jump through that many hoops if you have to jump through that many fucking hoops to make somebody happy we'll get rid of Cole Cabana we won't make William Regal a position and this also makes a lot of sense with the claims that nobody was listening to William Regal and it was and it was like a bunch of a bunch of children Nobody's fucking. How do you not listen to William Regal? Exactly. And when when I heard about that, I assumed it was you know young people, you know the younger new AEW guys that started up in AEW. Maybe you know they they they're feeling themselves. No, CM Punk was one of those people. Like, like, dude, it's William Regal. Just shut up and listen to the fucking guy. What the fuck? We. T- I I don't understand, man. I really don't. I don't either, bro. And that's a that's that's just what I was about to bring up. So you don't like Regal because he's a stooge for Triple H. But you wanted to make a WWE return, knowing damn well who's the, the guy in Gorilla. Trump. Yeah. The fuck, dude. You see, like, I think going to that company will be good for him. But man, is can he? Will he never be CM Punk again, man? Because you're running back to Triple H of all people. Come on, dog. That looks sad. That looks sad as fuck. And you know, I was just listening to that promo that when everybody's mad at CM Punk, they like to post this promo. The promo of Triple H saying, you want to be the catalyst to change only if it benefits you. Isn't it funny out of all that, that like Triple H was like a, ended up being like the huge catalyst for change in WWE and not CM Punk. Isn't it insane that it was the guy cutting the promo on him that would be the catalyst for change? And now things aren't perfect, but look at what Triple H like created like with nxt and stuff like that like it was like a huge change you know for wwe like it it's insane to me it's insane to me how 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 that promo has just aged fantastically oh dude it really like triple h really went and created the best few years of wrestling television ever and then now he keeps me a fan of that company the Triple H being there is literally the only reason I will still watch them. Yeah. And that is crazy. That is literally, that's that's the same for most fucking fans. Yeah. And look at look at Phil, man. Mr. Worker's rights over there. It's crazy to see how everything happened, man. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. How you get, how you say that to William Regal, bro, and then... Followed up by all the fucking hoops that Tony Khan had to jump through to try to keep this guy happy. It's just not worth it, dude. It's just not fucking worth it. It's really not, man. It's really not. And uh, it's crazy. How do you completely dude? How do you how in your mind you are looking at that man straight in his face and say that? And how do you not feel like an absolute prick? Like yeah. what the fuck? Like what did Regal say back to him? Like bruh. Like what? Dude. 
I feel like William Regal probably just did a little fucking chuckle and went on with his day because, like, what the fuck yeah. did you say to that? What the fuck? Come yeah. on, this stupid man. Fuck you. The fuck? Dude, you know, it's, it's like, if you think about everything, you know, he put the title on him. After hearing stuff like that, being that the influence Punk had around that time, I could absolutely see that as a reason why Tony Khan never wanted to put Regal in a position of, of power. But Regal, yeah, exactly. Because if your top star treats him like that, what is everybody else going to do? So you did that. You fired Colt Cabana. You put the title on him. He did a media scrum, damn near killed your company. You brought him back. You gave him a show. You gave him a whole fucking show. You gave him a whole roster around that show. You only allowed people in the arena that he was cool with. At what cost is it worth having CM Punk back? At what cost? Exactly, dude. Because then you're just a guy in the roster. And you're getting advice from William Regal. And maybe you're not crazy about the advice. Maybe you don't want to do it. And you see fucking Phil Brooks fucking call call that man a Triple H stooge to his face and walk away. They're going, oh, fuck it. If CM Punk don't got to listen to him, I don't got to fucking listen to him either. So it's like, uh, it's, it's, it, it, it really puts things in perspective, man. And it, and it blows to see because he was such a great asset, man. Oh, William Regal is one of the best assets that they... That could have been Tony Khan's heater. But apparently nobody fucking respected him any fucking way. Uh, apparently, I don't know who the fuck they're going to respect at this point, man. They, this man might need to be like a private military or something. To fucking yeah, I, I, I don't know. Shit. Probably Triple H. They're probably so, going to call him a Vince McMahon stooge. So there's no fucking winning oh. here. Dude, I always thought about that. If that were to ever happen, dude, that man would be... Fucking like nobody would trust that man if he came into that company. No, but I don't think most people would trust Triple H if he came into that company because they would think he's just fucking there to like take it Spy. over and destroy it. Yeah, or you know, dude, that'd be hilarious. He's just here to fucking take it for McMahon. Oh God. So then, a couple days later. Monday, this would roll over into, according to Fightful, CM Punk was open to leaving AEW to make a WWE return in December of 2022. Now let's go back. Remember the original reports that Punk was, um, that Punk was expecting to be let go from his contract at the end of last year? Mm-hmm. Looks like those might have had some smoke to the fire, bro. And it looks like uh, that at one point maybe looked like a fucking possibility. Um, so it's amazing how things interlock, bro. So CM Punk was open to leaving AEW to make a WWE return in 2022. He wanted to appear in the 2023 Royal Rumble with one of the rumored ideas being that he would main event night one. <laughs> Of WrestleMania 39 against the person who eliminated him, rumored to be Kevin Owens. It's unclear whether WWE was interested in the idea that AEW, um, 
or sorry, it's unclear whether WWE was interested in the idea of AEW, uh, interested in the idea or that AEW would release him. However, Punk is obviously no longer with AEW. Okay, first of all, let's talk about that debut episode of Collision. I was sitting there with my pops on Father's Day. As soon as Punk took the AEW logo off the microphone, immediately I had a feeling he was only back for himself. Now, the fact oh, yeah. that 100%. you the fact that you wanted a main event night one of WrestleMania 39, being that at this point you would have just came into the fucking company and main evented against Kevin Owens clearly tells me you do not you do not and did not give a shit on what was going on in WWE television right now because clearly you did not see that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos or what I would have loved Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the fucking Universal Championship uh, wasn't the right fucking call. Clearly, you had... Clearly, you did not give a flying fuck about anything that was going on, and you just wanted to get that main event. No, um, exactly. And feuding with Kevin Owens... I believe Kevin Owens is maybe is one of the guys that said he didn't want to work with Punk, but that's the one thing that's better about him going to WWE... WWE is going to make him fucking do business. And this is one thing that is actually kind of actually kind of sad on CM Punk's part because this man was trying to sit down with the elite and hash this out, but he couldn't. So he opted to feud with their friend instead. Like, you motherfucker, man. Their friend that is uh, was in the t-shirt club that CM Punk used to make fun of. Literally. Like, come on, man. Come on. So, the fact that he wanted to make... Like I said, bro. The fact that he wanted to make... Uh, make a WWE return and night and main event night one. That's the part that really gets me. Tells me Sad. that you clearly did not give a fuck or were not watching WWE television at that time. It was all about punk. Even, even he's already trying to book himself in the company when he's not even a part of it, when he was still assigned to AEW. But not only that, he's just slotting himself in, in shit that's already happening. And you're not watching the product and you want to meet him and they won? What the fuck? Like, what? The old CM, if there was two nights... And CM Punk's prime back in 2013, 2014, he he would be insulting the the fucking the, the Triple H if he told him he he could main event night one. Now you want to main event night one? Come on, man, come on. That ain't CM Punk. No, no, it's not, bro. Um, so yeah, man, that was that was uh, his proposed WWE return. And the pitch for it. And then, um, reportedly, it was intended, um, prior to All In, a sit-down meeting between CM Punk and the Elite, and it was canceled by the Elite last minute. 
that's just fucking amazing, isn't it? We got close, but not quite there. So, at the same time, the meeting between, uh, this is from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, at the same time the meeting between the Elite and CM Punk was pitched, AEW had informed the Young Bucks of a legal letter sent to the company claiming that they had violated an agreement to not talk negatively about the other publicly. Evidently, it was uh, evidently it was from a BTE skit that was a storyline that was a storyline that had started years earlier about Match Act and screwing up an endorsement deal. <sighs> so, all all of the weekly things with CM Punk, whether it be uh, what happened to Ryan Nemeth and Christopher Daniels, and then hearing about a legal letter right before the meeting, the elite turned down a meeting with CM Punk. <sighs> and then... Uh, there's, there is more to this. Ah, here we go. So... Uh, the last piece, also by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. So according to one person very close to the situation, the Bucks had said, if six months went by without CM Punk having any issues, they would have been willing to sit down and work with him. This, that is something on one hand I agree with, and on the other, like, I, I get what they're trying to do, but I'm fucking sorry. If I'm Tony Khan... There is no fucking time limit. You don't got to talk to him for six months, but are you going to fucking work out a feud with him for, oh, I don't know, the biggest show in our company's existence, 80,000 people, our WrestleMania? What's going to draw eyes to that? What's going to draw eyes to that? Well, what draws more eyes? Young Bucks versus FTR3 or fucking CMFTR versus the Elite? What draws more eyes? CM Punk versus Samoa Joe or CMFTR versus the Elite? I don't give a shit what you want. We're doing this for the fans and for the company. All in, the original All In in 2018 was for the fucking fans. And this All In 2023 was for the fucking egos. That's what it, it was really for. Was. It, it really was, man. It really was. It's upsetting. Like, I get what they tried to do with Me the six more of law. But, like, no, that's Tony Khan's job to do. And. And first of all, they gave the six-month time because they knew he was going to fail by six months. So they kind of set, set him up with that one, low-key. But, um, 100%. yeah, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, nah, you're, you're going to work with him. Hell, y'all don't even got to cut much promos on each other. The, the name itself will fuck it, will go crazy anyway. Just go out there and just do, do your job. Just go out there and do your job. And if it fails afterwards, it fails afterwards. But we gave the fans what we want. That's what that's what should have happened, man. And we didn't, man. And all in was was just happened. It was just a generic AEW pay per view. That's all it was, man. Um, and it it could have been so much more. And it wasn't because of stuff like this. And with problems that could have been solved right out the gate, man. By just telling people to go do their job. Seriously, bro. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know this. And then, and then that's the thing too. The whole six month clause. 
you knew damn well that this guy was going to fail within six months. You fucking knew it. You knew he was going to fail within six months. How much different would this would have went if a, as soon as he came back, they sat down and sorted this shit out? And, and guess what? If the meeting didn't go well, then it didn't go well and he doesn't come back. And that's it. But, like, you just should have done it from the fucking beginning. Listen, man. I don't know, man. All CM Punk had to do to Chris Jericho was call him a stooge. And Jericho sat down and had a meeting with him. He sat down and had a fucking meeting with him. After all the shit that happened, if a fucking meeting with these guys wasn't warranted, then I don't know what fucking was. They should have did it, and it would have saved us time in AEW with CM Punk, and it would have fucking got us some really good on-screen work. The guy threw out counterfeit buck lines, fucking obviously, obviously sending out some sort of fucking feeler to work with the elite. Didn't fucking work. Hangman shit. Got him fined. Didn't fucking work. Created a real world championship to try to get MJF's attention. Didn't fucking work. And at that point, as soon I feel like as soon as he came back and he realized the elite genuinely didn't want to work with him. He was done. He, he was, was done. yeah. It, it, it's so it, what was I fucking say I lost what I was gonna say, god damn it. Ah fuck. Damn it! I'm sure it'll come back to you. Well, I know you said it didn't. It did. It wasn't gonna. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. God damn it! Fuck! Oh, God damn it! Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I well, don't know. I'm sure it'll come back to you. Um, you keep going. But uh, yeah, dude. I I don't know, man. I don't know. It. it, it I mean. It, this this was just never gonna fucking succeed the, the way they went about him coming back especially keeping these guys apart on separate shows it was just never gonna fucking work and again if these guys made it clear to Tony Khan that they weren't working with him either Tony Khan should have just told them no and if they were really fucking persistent you should have just never fucking brought him back at all because I don't even think Punk wanted to come back if it was just going to be for this fucking amount of wasted time and wasted fucking feuds for nothing. Wasted everything, man. They really did. I don't know, man. I don't know. Completely fucking ridiculous, bro. Completely fucking ridiculous. Um, and yeah, so that's. That is pretty much that is pretty much everything we got on the Elite and CM Punk and their meeting, their meeting that was supposed to happen. And for our final story regarding CM Punk, PW Insider is reporting that Ace Steel was released by AEW earlier yesterday during the All Out 2022 uh, incident between CM Punk, the Elite, uh, Ace Steel, and Ace Steel. Uh, he allegedly bit Kenny Omega, as we all know. But um, yeah, never hired him in the first place. You, sh- ex- um, you should have never fucking hired him back in the first place. That's another thing you did to try to make CM Punk happy, even though you never brought him backstage. No, you were just giving him checks. 
You were just giving his friend Jax to make him happy, and good thing he's fucking gone, because there was no point in doing it. Only point was for CM Punk, dude, and that's over with. So, um, it sucks, man. It sucks everything happened, man, and it sucks it ended the way it is, but it's fucking over, and I hope everybody in the fuck in all the parties can just finally fucking move on. Definitely, bro. Definitely, man. But now, Punk is gone from AEW, and I want to see him back in WWE, man. I want to see him back in WWE, I think, because clearly WWE is going to be the place for him. Because like I said on Monday, he can go there. People cannot like him. WWE, they're going to make people work with him because it makes good content for the fans. You know. My matters. And guess what? If he fucks up again, if he fucks up, WWE will have no tolerance to his bullshit. And it is what it is. And it is what it fucking is, man. All I know is that this dark side of the ring is just getting fucking better and better. Oh, dude, we're going to see fucking Jericho the bug. Oh, dude, it's going to be hilarious. Jack Perry. Oh, man. I wonder if Punk will do it. I wonder if he'll sit down and, and do it. I think he might. I think he might. It'll just be shitting on him the whole time. You know, I'm back there working with fucking children, man, and and things just kept heating up. Shit like that. It'll be gold, man. That might be that might be the most selling thing all year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. So yeah, that's the situation with Punk A Steel's fired again. I don't know why the fuck he was brought back in the fucking first place, but he was. And um, now he's fired again. So he's probably... I actually heard, too, AEW, I guess this is what they found for Ace Steel to do. There had been uh, talk over the last month that AEW was looking into a space in Florida for Steel to train and work with talent that obviously will not come uh, to pass now that he's been released. So you didn't do that while you had William Regal under your banner, but you're willing to do that for Ace Steel? Fuck, man. Tony Khan. That's wild if you ask me, but whatever. Uh, So yeah, man. Yeah, so that is everything. That is everything with the CM Punk drama. He's been fired. He wants to go back to WWE. He wants to call William Regal a stooge. He wanted to work with the elite, but they didn't want to work with him. All that fucking mess just for him to ultimately be fired. Waste of time, man. I hate to see it. Complete waste of everybody's time. And it sucks, too, because the fucking first year in AEW, you just seen the potential of what that guy could have been in AEW. You fucking seen it. He was working with people he didn't like. They were doing business, and it was just great shit. It really was, man. It sucks to see what happened to it. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. So with that, that is going to do it for everything we got. That is going to do it for everything we got here today with the news, you guys, man. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. And with that, that is going to do it. For this edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 178. Thank you guys for being here with us, man. And it has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. 
And that's going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Seals Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Monday with Notorious Unscripted. Peace. Come to spread the bud of every over harmony great. It's the real killer.